I'm SP from Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a show about the general Marvel comic universe, part of the Guinea Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other hilarious and fun geeky shows at guineageeknetwork.com. Welcome to episode 197 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss community. No, not the TV show community, podcasting communities. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we return to the IAB Certified Statistics for Libsyn Conversation. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we discuss our community as we rerun down some feedback from our Discord server last week. Lawrence, start the show now. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours, too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 197 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say that SP is here again this week. Hey, Stephen. It's great to be back in the Better Podcasting studio. And actually, as far as anybody else is concerned, I really didn't leave because this was <laughs> the last podcast that I recorded before I left. But I am now back after a full weekend with family. It was a good weekend and a harrowing weekend in some cases, but everything turned out okay. And I'm excited to talk about better podcasting today, though. And one of the things that we love to start off the show with is a How I Save My Podcast story. And this week, we have another one from ourselves. Yes, we saved this show and going to I think it was just going to geek, but it could have been the show, too. And that was because at the last moment, as I'm walking out the door... I took the SD card out of my Zoom H6 thinking, well, you know, it shouldn't. I think everything's fine. But just in case, I took it out and I put it in my laptop, put my laptop in the go bag, put the go bag in the car and drove off. That's literally how things happen. And not less than 24 hours later, Stephen's like, say, SP. You know that thing we talked about on the show before where you take your SD card with you? Did you happen to do that this time? And I think I literally messaged you. I almost did. It was literally the last thing that I did when I went out. And Stephen, what happened? Well, what happened was I went to edit the officialgonnageek.com show, our milestone 300th episode. Wow, I can't believe it's 300. 300. Uh, And I found that for some reason I was missing like all but 10 minutes of SP's track. So it was like the first five minutes and the last five minutes of the show. We don't know what happened, but it was missing from the file that he had sent me. So I had had it backed up on my end. You know, we've talked about it before. I multi-track on my end, so I've got all of that individually. But the quality is just not the same because I had them through Skype that week. So I was prepared to do that, but I wanted to have the full, full SP quality. And sure enough, the waveform was just fine. He sends his files to me as FLAC, F-L-A-C, cuts down the size. It's better for sending to me with limited bandwidth. And somewhere in that process, he lost that. Now, was it the fact 
that he didn't like those portion of his track. Maybe, maybe he was trying to get me edited out. Maybe it was forced editing. It was more likely it was just some technical bug, but we can go with whatever our hearts and minds can imagine. So this just brings up a lot of things we've talked about over the years. Make sure you have a backup. Make sure if you're sending a file that you have that file with you if you need to resend it or there's an ability to resend it. It's not just a simple upload. You have to have access to the actual file, not anything that's been converted. We do convert to FLAC. And in some cases, you need to have the actual item that you recorded on, the, the memory device that you recorded on, whether it's a hard drive, an SD card, whatever, because things can get lost when it's moving around digitally. We don't know if that's what happened. We don't know if I was faulty when I was actually saving it as a flag file or rendering it as a flag file. We don't know if they, I used Movie Studio. We don't know if Movie Studio hicked up. So I have no idea exactly what happened, but I had the original file. I was able to copy it onto the disk drive of my laptop. And then from there, I was able to send it to Steven and he had it in time to edit. So we saved, again, a geek number 300. I didn't know you use Movie Studio. I totally know exactly what happened. And I'm pretty sure it's the render region. I'm guessing that that was selected. And so, so that's uh, it, my guess. It, 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 well, that, that was my guess too. But when I went to open up the file again, it wasn't like that. So I, I don't know. I just did it last night for Starling Tribune. Who knows? In any case, I was very happy that SP had it. Very glad. And thank you very much, SP, for grabbing that at the last minute. You always have me in your thoughts as you travel, don't you? No, I, <laughs> I have data in my thoughts. If you have a How I Save My Podcast story, something as simple as this or a heck of a lot more complicated, please do get in touch with us through any of the ways. We would love to have your story. If you could send us a video clip, that would be fantastic. We would love to have a video because we do indeed have a full video show that we do stream live as well, actually. We usually record this on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. Today, we're recording it on a Friday, which thank you, everybody, who made the shuffle to come by on Friday. We do also publish this as a edited video show. So please, if you have a video and you want to send that to us, send it our way. We would love to put that in a future episode of Better Podcasting. Way back in May of 2017, we did an episode all about building a community. But here's the thing. A lot has changed since then. Not only has technology changed, but so has culture. For example, the SP fan club that has just doubled in size. From one to two or from yeah. negative one to zero. I don't know <laughs> what a double is there. Now, we've talked about how communities have been growing in many, many ways. And we've even talked about how our better podcasting community has evolved. For example, we are now reading a lot of stuff out of our Discord server in the Better Podback section because of the growing community that we have over there. We thought this was a good time to revisit this concept of building a community and some of the things that have changed and take a little bit different approach to how we did way back in May of 2017. Also, we'll have, as usual, some best housekeeping practices. Now, the first thing that you need to ask yourself is, do you really want a community? SP, do I want a community? If you do, you have to ask yourself, why do you want one? I mean, the reality is that community building is going to be part of podcasting no matter what. 
you'll always have listener engagement unless you have no listeners. And here's looking at your paint drying podcast, Stephen. You need to interview my son. You know, he works in a paint store. (laughs) However, the thing is, you have two real options of what you want to do with that. Do you want to keep it pretty one directional where you're mostly responding with people directly, keeping conversations private with emails and offline DMs, instant messages, that sort of thing? Or do you want to offer a way for there to be group engagement? And by that, I mean a way that others can engage on a more regular basis and with others who follow your podcast at the same time. So it's more of an open community. If you decide to go with the latter, you're definitely in for a whole new level of work. You'll have to do the technical process of establishing the community to begin with, and you'll have to do the soft process of launching it and then maintaining the community. For example, setting and enforcing guidelines, determining what sort of direction you want the community to go in, things like that. As with any aspect of your podcast, anything additional that you offer is more work for yourself on some level. And let's use an extreme example to illustrate this point, Stephen. Let's say that you're going to pay somebody that to look after your community, set it up, and do all of the ongoing moderation. You still are going to have some work for you to do yourself with the establishing of that community. Because it's a community based around your podcast, you're not only going to have to give instructions and direction on what your vision is for that community, you're also going to need to get some eyes on that community to make sure it's heading the way that you were visioning. But you're also going to have to do some work to make that community actually be a podcast community, somehow get it focused about your podcast. This is going to mean something like promoting it on your podcast or just engaging with people over there who are listening to your podcast. So even in this extreme scenario where you've hired somebody to set it up and moderate it, you still have work to make that a successful podcast community. Now, whether or not you have time for the community is also a consideration you have as you ask yourself if you want to do the podcast community to begin with. But you should also consider the benefits as a reason you may want the community. For instance, as a hobby podcaster, you're making a podcast out of the love of podcasting. The odds are, though, that at some level, that fun involves engaging with others. So unless, of course, you simply like to talk into a microphone and know that you're being, quote unquote, immortalized somewhere in the Internet. One of the biggest advantages of creating a podcast community is that you can get interaction more regularly. Not everyone has the time to seek out your email, send you a message, and be willing to communicate with you back and forth. However, some people are willing to participate in an ongoing community because it can be a reply as simple as LOL, which I believe stands for laughing out loud, I don't know, I'm old, or SMH, which I always forget what it means, so I wrote it down in the document. It means shaking my head, and the latter is mostly what Steven gets when he posts. Yep, it's true. That's mostly my posts, yep. Now, a podcast community can also be super rewarding from a personal pride perspective, right, Steven? Yeah, I've actually built a variety of communities over the years. My community building, we'll call it resume, includes a Star Trek-based community, comic book-based community, a music-based community, and, of course, geek-based communities like the Gunna Geek Network. Now, why exactly did I do all of this? Well, I did it 
for fun so people could connect and because I personally enjoyed it. I found it very rewarding to see a bunch of like-minded individuals come together, meet and get to know each other because of something that I built or helped build. It's really hard to describe, but there's this real sense of pride when you see two random strangers strike up a very engaging conversation, insightful conversations, and just fun conversations, all because of something that you built. It's really hard to describe, but it definitely can be really rewarding. And if you're doing a podcast as a hobby, that can be a great reward for you is seeing those people connect. Of course, you can also benefit from having a place that encourages people to provide feedback to help make your show better. This doesn't always come in the idea of direct feedback about your show either. If you're creating a community around a podcast, you are inherently going to be talking about the theme of your podcast. So seeing where this discussion goes, it can be a great way to keep your finger on the pulse of what your listeners are enjoying or experiencing and perhaps what they actually want to see covered on your show. For example, we have created entire episodes of Better Podcasting based on a simple discussion related to podcasting that came up within one of our communities. In many cases, no one actually asked for us to cover these ideas on the show. They simply started talking about a topic related to podcasting. And offline, Stephen and I agree, that sounds like a great podcast idea. We add it to the stack of ideas and we eventually cover it, oftentimes right away, but sometimes it's a little bit in the future as well. Really good example of that was a few weeks ago, we had a couple of guests on in a row. So the majority of the show was by other people. That all stemmed from the fact that people hated me. So any opportunity to bring down my level of speaking was, was an improvement for them. So we've gone from firing you to the audience hating you, Stephen. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> That's just not true. People don't hate you. People like the Canadian. People like to make fun of the Canadian, too. But people like the Canadian. We're easy to be made fun of because we apologize for your insults towards us. You also have pet meese, <laughs> which is plural of moose, which is what I've learned podcasting with Canadian. Anyway, back to the topic here. Having a community can also help funnel your listener interaction into one specific place. For example, maybe you're on Reddit, you're also on Facebook, and you happen to be on Twitter as well. Maybe Instagram. These are three or four different places that you might find yourself interacting with listeners. But if you specifically try to develop a podcast community in one specific place, you can help direct and encourage people to go there to engage with you and the community. So let's say you've decided that you do want to build this community. You need to consider where you want to build it. Some popular ways that people build communities around their podcast include Facebook groups, Reddit, Discord, Slack, Flick, Patreon, a community forum, or even indirectly on their website, such as the comment section. Each of these have their own pros and cons, and truthfully, we'd have to do an entire episode on just these platforms to give out all those pros and cons and compare them. But we want to do a quick summary so that you can sort of get a bit of an idea where our mind is going with podcast communities right now. Now, which of these you choose is largely going to depend on the answer to two key questions. Do you want more control of the entrance to your community Oh, and do you want people tied to their personal information? For example, with something like Facebook groups, Discord, and Slack, you can make it so that people have to be added to the community. 
They're great solutions if you're wanting to sort of be the gatekeeper. But with things like Reddit and community forums, generally speaking, they're set up in a more open platform environment. Now, with Facebook groups, the second part of that question that we said that you want to ask with Facebook groups, you've got people who are going to be more tied to their own personal Facebook accounts because the Facebook policy says you use your own personal name. So that means that if you're using a Facebook group, you're restricting it to people who are comfortable sharing the personal name. However, with many of these other options that we mentioned, people can use a pseudonym. So that's definitely something you want to consider if you're going to use Facebook groups. You also need to ask yourself, how do you want the community content to be indexed or curated or displayed? If you're wanting more of a chat style, then your best bet are things like Discord, Slack, and honestly, arguable Facebook groups also kind of falls into that because of the way that posts get buried and things like that. If you want your community, though, to be more structured with individual categories or sections, perhaps you're looking at something like a community forum or even your website comments. For example, you might find there's a series of replies on your page for a specific episode. Ultimately, there are a variety of places that you can build your community on, and they are ever-changing. There's actually been a lot of change since we last covered this topic. However, in this episode, today, recording this in September of 2019, our personal recommendations for if you're going to try to build a community around your podcast is to do it on Discord or Slack. And if you're feeling a little bit more gutsy or you're wanting a little bit more organization, perhaps Reddit. These are the ones that we think podcasters as of right now are probably best to focus on. Now, why don't we suggest Facebook or community forums? First off, let's note the community forums. These are actually mine and SP's personal favorite type of community. Perhaps it's just the fact that we have a lot of nostalgia that ties to community forums, or it's perhaps the fact that we're both a little OCD and we really like the organization of community forums, or perhaps it's just the Russian spam bots that come over. We don't know. It could be any of these things, but they make it our favorite. But the thing is, the reality is community forums take way too much time for an average podcaster to run. They're not as easy. There's a lot of firsthand administration that you have to do, and they are a target for spam. Yes, I made a joke about that, but it's true. They are a target for spam. So that's why we don't suggest community forums. Now, why don't we suggest Facebook groups? I'll turn it over to SP to explain because he loves to talk about this one. Yeah, once again, Stargate Pioneer is not on Facebook because Stargate Pioneer is not my real name and Facebook does not like that. So now I'm not on there. However, in the past, I've experienced Facebook groups and we know several other podcasters who have built very popular Facebook groups. There's been a lot of good times that have been had in them by their communities, but we have a couple of reservations at this time with Facebook groups. First, Facebook has been going through a ton of changes in recent with their moderation and some of their core practices have come under scrutiny with various organizations and bodies worldwide. As such, they've had to do some very drastic changes to their platform. Facebook groups itself are a great example of this. For a while, 
Facebook was making this big push to move people like the podcast communities from groups over to pages instead. There were several feature changes to help discourage people from maintaining their groups. Recently, though, Facebook has been making a change back. And they're also doing things like highly restricting linkages or links, URLs, that sort of thing, in other ways. We don't know where this is going to lead. Facebook is constantly changing. It is in the news. It is no big secret. We do have concerns. It could lead to a situation where it's hard to share content with your community that they actually want to receive. Perhaps, Stephen, you have a paint drying community and, and you know your community wants to link a new product that dries in just 10 minutes. What if Facebook deems this is spam in the future and you can't post it? What happens then, Stephen? My audience of zero is going to be very disappointed. Very disappointed. I see. Maybe, maybe a one-star review there. <laughs> we also have concerns that some people want to interact with fellow like-minded individuals, but without sharing their personal information. With Facebook, you need to use a real name. So that will filter out a certain percentage of people. And currently there is a certain percentage of people that just refuse to be on Facebook because of all of the privacy like information and other business practices that Facebook have. So just take that into consideration. If you want to maintain your community on Facebook, you are cutting out a percentage of your listeners. Of course, no matter what the platform is, one thing that you'll need to decide on is how are you going to shape the community? And this is going to involve two main questions. Number one, what sort of content do you want to focus your community around? And number two, what type of moderation do you want to do with your community? Now, let's start with the first, the content of your community. Whatever the idea is, you should have an idea on what you want the content of the community to be focused around. For example, some people might want the community to be solely about their podcast themselves. Things like discussing the most recent episodes, discussing ideas for the future of the podcast, general suggestions, just the love of the American host on your Canadian and American hosted podcast. It could be any of these things. But you might want to have a podcast that is just as focused directly around your podcast. But we personally recommend that you go beyond that scope. After all, your podcast is gaining listeners of people who want to share the same love of the niche that you've chosen to podcast about. Don't you want to build on that love through your community? People are listening to you because they like that topic. We suggest that the least you find a way to offer people to be able to talk about that, that core subject of your podcast. But you could have other sections in there beyond that if you wanted to really open up the conversation. You could have a section about your podcast yourself, but you could also have sections away from your podcast, more generalized information as well. These are all things that you have to decide for the core content of that community. Now, the level that you'll be able to do this is going to vary depending on the platform you choose. After all, some platforms won't allow you to have categories such as Reddit. Other platforms will, like Discord. You can have different channels of different sections, like we've set the Gunna Geek Discord up for. So it will depend on the platform, but you can still set that with ground rules and things like that and sort of help guide that content in a certain direction. The second decision matrix you're going to have to make is uh, about the community shape is the moderation aspect of the community. You have to decide on what the ground rules are going to be for your community. 
This could be things like your position in the community on profanity, crude language, sexuality, nudity, politics, politically inspired subjects. There is a difference between politics and politically inspired subjects, by the way. You can ask me about that on, offline. And of course, spam. You'll have to decide on how exactly the community is moderated. Are you going to be directly calling people out? Will there be a strike system? Are there some things that you're going to let lay on the floor and not respond to until they get out of hand? Are you going to have moderators? Are you going to have a back room for the moderators to discuss these things? These are all questions you have to consider, and they can affect the tone of the community. So an underly moderated community can yield people fading because they just see things that they don't want to see. An overly moderated community can stifle interaction. You're going to have to find that right balance for your own community, and it's not easy to do, and it's not always the same community to community. Every community is going to have its own rules. For example, if you're a podcast about politics, the odds are you will not have a no politics rule. Or if your podcast is about sexuality, you probably won't have a no sexuality rule. It really just depends on the theme of your podcast, the rating of your podcast, and what you deem to be good conversations and not. Both the moderation aspect and the organization of content will have a major impact on the way that your community is shaped and how it runs. They both can set the tone of how the community is going to evolve and in turn, what sort of people will be attracted to it and continue to contribute to it. But how do you help make it center more around your podcast? Because again, you're helping build a podcast community, not just a general community. It's all well and good to create a community, but you do need to make that active effort to actually help shape that to the podcast community. And it's going to all start with you and your co-hosts if you have them on your podcast. It's in your best interest to take time to participate in said community. If you don't, there is really nothing tied to you and your podcast. Even if your engagement goes through waves of level of engagement, you still need to make sure that people know that you're there. If you don't, then people will wonder, is this just a general community? Has this gone away from the podcast? What is going on with this? But one of the biggest ways that you can help build your community around your podcast is to mention it on the podcast and promote it in related spaces. For example, you could put a link in your show notes. You could put a link on your website and you could even do a call to action on your podcast for the community, such as, what do you think of this new paint? Come let me know in Steven's Paint Drying Podcast Discord. So you can also call people on your show to go to that community. Of course, you could also work the community into your podcast if it works for your show. For example, we have made that work for the Better Podback section here, but not all podcasts will be able to do that. Now, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a little bit different where you've actually worked to pare down the feedback section due to evaluations by others and other accomplished producers, right? Yeah, I actually have asked for feedback for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. to other producers that I respect and are accomplished, and it seemed like it was a consistent thing that they were saying. You don't have to go through all the feedback that you receive during the week. And we have now pared down the feedback section. Uh, Lauren takes care of the feedback section on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. And when she's on the show, she is constrained by the amount of feedback that she can give back. She usually tries to give feedback from each of the sections that we receive 
feedback in YouTube, Twitter, the Discord server, that sort of thing. Like one major thing for each, or if there is a trend or a long conversation, she puts that on there as well. But we don't go through all 50 items a week. We used to do that. We just don't do that anymore. And as much as I wanted to have that much podcast interaction and direct feedback in the show, many, many people said, look, you just can't do that. So ultimately I said, fine, I get it. You're telling me from somebody who's not running the show and not personally invested, emotionally invested in the show that you need to pare it down. So I pared it down. So that is a pro and a con of a feedback section in a show. It can work for you. It cannot work for you. You just have to find that happy medium for your show and your community. Overall, every community is different and some podcasts they work well for and for others, they just end up being another dead limb on that tree. It's really up to you to shape it as you feel will best benefit your end goal of your podcast. And hopefully that does end up benefiting you personally because you're doing podcasting out of fun and it's always good to get a little personal satisfaction and reward like I talked about earlier. Do you have a podcast community for your show? Have you had one? Have you had one fail? Please tell us what worked, what didn't. We would love to know and share that in the future on the show. You can get in touch with us through any of the ways, but why don't you come by our community, the Gunna Geek Discord, over at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. Let's go ahead, though, and move to our follow-up Better Podcasting download. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. In case you missed it, last week on episode 196, SP shared his stats all to do with his Libsyn-hosted shows and how they were impacted by the, the new IAB certification stats toggle. If you didn't know that, Libsyn is now an IAB certified member, and that means that they do offer stats that meet the IAB certification criteria, and they have been checked by the IAB. Libsyn is a company that we've recommended on the show and continue to recommend. And so we thought we would talk a little firsthand experience on that and what SP saw. I've mentioned it before. I host a little bit differently, so I didn't have anything other than better podcasting. We did talk about that. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, I would encourage you to pause now, jump back to 196 at the better podcasting download, and then come back and listen to this this week. We have a little bit more information than we had last week. Remember, I had literally come in from mowing the lawn. I did some quick regression on three of the shows that I host with Libsyn, and we just went through those on the podcast and gave percentage drops from their legacy statistics to their IAB certified statistics, just to give an example to anybody that might be experiencing the similar drop. And we didn't want to discourage anybody from not podcasting because they saw their statistics drop. We want to say, well, it happened to us too. Well, we do have a little bit more information. Rob Walsh, who is the VP of Podcaster Relations at Lipson, actually contacted us and we had a little back and forth on email. So my appreciation to Rob for reaching out to us and giving us additional information. And to summarize what Rob told us, and he'll be talking about this on a future episode of the feed, I believe it'll be in the feed episode 152, is that the show numbers that he shared so far on the feed, and that was episode 150, and then somebody wrote in in episode 151, 
All of those episodes, all of those shows that he shared statistics from are monetizable shows, quote unquote. So he considers monetizable to be in the 5,000 download per episode range. Although he gave us one specific example that he shared with us, and it was in the 2,000 episode download or 2,000 download per episode range. So apparently with podcast movement going on, there were some mitigating circumstances and time constraints that prevented Rob from fully checking all of the lips and shows before they recorded episode number 150. So he only had a few samples to give and he wanted to check the samples that were in the quote unquote monetizable range. So what we have learned is that shows, and this is from Rob, is that shows that are in the lower download range. That means the lower the downloads they receive per episode. And they receive a higher percentage of bots and that that is what contributes to the lower percentage of the downloads. Specifically, if your show gets under like 200 downloads per episode, which if you listen to the feed, you will know that about 130 downloads per episode have been their medium number for quite some time. So I would venture to say that there is a lot of podcasts out there that might be experiencing the same thing. I don't know. I want to be clear about that. I do not have access to lips and stats. I'm only going off of what Rob told us. And the drop that we saw, and according to Rob, was largely due to distributing your shows to the multiple different destinations that are available today, and then the various bots that he hit each destination. I know he has disclosed to us that they are actively working to reinstate one user agent off of the IAB certified blacklist, but we have no further information on that. And I don't want to speculate on that at this point. And they might be successful and they might not be successful, but that is one of the differences between the legacy stats and the IAB statistics. Now, to give you an idea of the episode downloads per episode or the show downloads per episode and the percentage drop, I talked to my Starling Tribune co-host, which I mentioned that I was going to do at the last recording that we had a better podcasting. I didn't have a chance to talk to my Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. co-host, so I'm not going to disclose those statistics, but both Michelle and Chris on the Starling Tribune okayed sharing the statistics from Starling Tribune, and you'll get to a sample size of how the size of the downloads contributed to the percentage drop. So since July 12th, 2019, which is when the IAB certified stats went into effect on Lipson, we recognize that there are other hosts that are certified right now, but we're just going on the Lipson certified stats because that's what we have available to us. On the Starling Tribune, there's been three episodes that have been published since July 12th. We're actually on an every other week publishing schedule right now in the off season. We're covering Legends of Tomorrow versus Arrow, which is the show's normal coverage is the CW show Arrow. In the off season, we cover Legends of Tomorrow. So the first episode, the legacy stats had at 106 downloads, and these are lower than our in the year Arrow episodes, but I want to be full disclosure here. Uh, the first episode had 106 legacy downloads and in IAB downloads, and I just checked this again before we went on the air to record today on September 6, 2019, the IAB statistics were 52. So that was a 50.1% drop. 
On the next episode, there was 91 downloads for the legacy statistics, and IAB was 48, which contributed to a 47% episode drop. And on the third episode, so far, there's been 85 downloads. The IAB downloads, 85 legacy downloads, and 35 IAB certified downloads, and that is a 58 percentage drop, close to 59 percentage drop. And I'm expecting more actual plays on that podcast as the weeks go on. So that number might go up, might go down. I don't know, but that is our latest episode that just released this week. Now, the total released downloads for those three episodes are 282 legacy downloads and then 135 IAB downloads. So that's a 52% drop. So obviously these shows are getting under 200 downloads per episode this summer. IAB drop is about 50. So you can see there and we are distributing to a bunch of places. I mean, every time Lipson opens up a new place, I make sure that the show is there or anytime that there's a new podcast directory or destination that pops up that's worthy of getting on, I go ahead and distribute the show there. So there is a lot of bots that are hitting the show from all of those locations. It's kind of what we speculated last week. Now, total overall, because we shared this number last week, all of the episodes. So this is the entire back catalog that has down, been downloaded from July 12th, 2019 on legacy statistics. There was 1,344. The total IAB certified stats were 229, which is a 83% drop. So again, this is one show. This is under 200 downloads, and this is the percentage drop that we're seeing, somewhere between 50 and 80%, depending on how you want to look at it. So we're not saying it's bad. Actually, we enjoy the IAB certified stats because they're comparable across the board. It is a standard. And if you're IAB certified, that is a standard that you can compare between shows on a different platform. We know Blueberry is certified. So if you want to switch over to Blueberry, you'll know the stats won't drop or go up. Uh, Wooshka, they're certified. So anybody that's certified out there, you know that your stats are going to be the same or that you can compare your show to other shows no matter how many downloads you get. So whatever's on that blacklist, whatever's not on that blacklist, it, it doesn't really matter. It's just mattering if it is comparable between the two. I agree with that. I think that's the really important takeaway here for the hobby podcaster, because this is something that um, I'm not going to share his numbers because they're, they're SPE's numbers to share, but I will say that the Starling Tribune quite a bit lower than say our our podcast here better podcasting that we talked about last week but the thing is why do both of us care with having a variety a, a big scope of difference between the amount of downloads on Starling Tribune and better podcasting why do we both care about both those shows because we do want that standard and that's where we think hobbyists should focus because hobbyists in our experience from time to time they're willing to jump ship from a media host just because of the fact that a uh, something more appealing, something better priced, you know, something comes along that uh, appeals to them to move over. We've seen that time and time again with the interaction over the years here on Better Podcasting, and we can't fault that because people are paying out of pocket for something that they're doing for fun. And as soon as we get this sort of level, the standard across 
multiple platforms, multiple companies, you know what you're getting into. So you don't have that drop that SP mentioned. You don't go and you're hosted on Libsyn looking at legacy stats. And then you're like, you know what? Blueberry's got this great deal or something. Let me go over there. They're IAB certified. And now you see a drop and you're questioning what happened. So that's why we really think that the standard is important and relevant to hobby podcasters. And where your focus should be is just knowing that there's the standard. Yes, there's all this back-end bureaucratic stuff that they have to figure out. The members have to figure out what is the bots that are filtered. You know, that's a conversation between them and the IIB to have. As long as everybody's filtering the same thing, it's an even playing field. And again, I don't want anybody to get discouraged here if they happen to host on a, a host that shifts over to IAB certified stats and they see some sort of drop. I'm telling you on Starling Tribune, we saw a tremendous drop and we're still all in on doing that podcast. I mean, Arrow's in its final season and the big crossover is in December and January. We're going to fully cover that on Starling Tribune and we'll continue on with the next season of legends of tomorrow which will be after that and that is the plan right now but we're not stopping because our downloads went down 50 percent per episode we're, we're still gonna podcast we still have fun doing it we still interact with people on the podcast there are downloads and watches and views through like youtube and twitch and other locations that aren't accounted for in here so we do have a little bit of a bigger audience, but this is what I would consider our core audience. We know these people are either downloading or listening to the show and it's streaming. So I'm all for that. And, and just a, a last aside, we have uh, Lipson giving both the legacy and the IAB certified statistics. I'm still not sure why they're doing that. I asked them the question. I asked Rob the question. Didn't really answer that. I'm sure he'll answer that on his show of why they're giving both statistics. I'm going to leave that for them. But for now, both statistics are there. So you can actually compare. If you host on Libsyn and you have the advanced statistics, you can compare for yourself on your own show and see what difference that you see. And really, if you're a hobby podcaster and you want to do community, like we were talking about in the first section segment, that's really what matters is building that community. And you don't have to worry about statistics. But if you want to compare yourself to other shows, the statistics are there and you can compare yourself to any show that you want. I know you said it last week, SP. I know you said it at the beginning. I just want to double or triple tap on the fact that we were sharing this for hobby podcasters to just have a realistic expectation of what they might possibly see with their show. And I want to just highlight a piece of feedback that we did get in the Discord server last week, which was from Jeremy Dennis. And uh, this will lead perfectly into the better podback. He said, Thanks for the plug last night at Stargate Pioneer. I went and looked at our Libsyn stats and we're averaging about 18% lower on IAB in total. And then he shared some further details over there. And you can see that at betterpodcasting.com slash discord. But uh, just I think that was pretty much in line with what we saw for this show here with Better Podcasting. So you have quite the scope there. And just know if you're seeing that drop, you're not alone. It's okay. It's hobbyists. We'll get together, high five each other, build our communities. And uh, every now and then, SP will give you a hug. Just a mmm, hug, hug, hug. If you've had any experience with this or any other media hosts that are getting IAB certified or change their statistics, get in touch with us through any of the ways because we do know that podcasters sometimes do obsess over statistics. And we'd love to share that in a future episode of this show. Please get in touch with us through any of the ways. Now let's go to that better pod back section that I was talking about. 
I'll put the first piece of feedback over to SP to read out. Sure. So I can mispronounce his name again. It comes from Planet Tilio. How do you pronounce that again, Stephen? I, I think it's Planet Twilo. T-W-Y-L-O. I, I don't know, but maybe okay. we're both wrong. Yeah. So this is over on the Discord server. And he said, I'm assuming it's he. He said, I finally got caught up to the episode where SP mispronounces my username. I just did it again. So there you go. <laughs> we also had Mim Kinetic say Isotopes is on flash sale for $29 or there is an elements bundle with nectar and neutron for 99. Does anyone have thoughts on the bundle versus isotope alone? So just wanted to quickly touch on this, that isotopes RX is essentially what people often talk about in podcasting. Isotope is the company. They offer a variety of different products. RX is usually one line. There's Nectar, there's Neutron. I think there's one called Ozone. And the Elements Bundle takes the bottom tier of a bunch of these products and slams them all together in a discount package for you. For me personally, I have yet to find a reason for anything in that Elements Bundle other than Isotope RX. A lot of people do, though, gush over it. We've had a lot of people say they love it, think it makes their podcast sound super duper great. I have not seen that personally myself, but I did buy it. I did buy it a couple months ago just because there was another really good deal on. And I'm like, I'm going to give this an ongoing shot and see if I can find that use that I say this is how you use it. But at this moment, if you buy yourself RX, RX, uh, elements, I guess it's called. I think it's called RX elements and then the bundles elements mm -hmm. bundle. I think you're set for podcast for the average hobby podcaster. And it's probably going to be any, well, there's a few other that I would go for, but yeah, the bundle and isotope would be about what you would need as a hobbyist. I, you'll get more experience as you go along anyway. All right. Those next feedback is actually mine. So here, here we, here we go. I have to read it in, <laughs> in character here. <clears throat> or, or maybe I should read it out. This is, I, I should read this one out. No, you go. Okay. Ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. Okay. Oh, the horror! My mom broke one of my better podcasting mugs at the lake in the storm cleanup, and nobody ever told me. Now I only have one mug left at the lake, which is different than this okay, mug, I'll by the way. Yeah, he, he did a terrible job. This is how it actually was. This is this is how it actually was, and this is how we all know it actually was. <laughs> oh, the horror! <laughs> my mom broke one of my better podcasting mugs at the lake in the storm cleanup. <laughs> she never told me. Now I have only one mug here. <laughs> I love Steven. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I would have said it. Sorry at the end. <laughs> than that. So, so yes, uh, what happened, uh, there was a new puppy involved. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, Wisconsin was hit by terrible storms following the 4th of July. We were actually hit by it as well in our lake home there. So there's been a bunch of cleanup and my mom took, well, I had two better podcasting mugs up there, not this mug, two uh, better podcasting mugs. And she took one outside, put it on a step in the puppy, knocked it over on the step. So I can't be, I can't be too upset about that whole thing. Right. So you got storm cleanup over major storm damage, and then you got a puppy. I mean, how can you be upset over the puppy? So <laughs> what I did is when I found that out, I immediately went onto the website and I bought a couple more better podcasting mugs. So uh, they're on their way. They're not here yet, but I will be taking them up to the lake when i get up there i have a solution for you here's here's What's my that? solution just replace all the mugs with better podcasting mugs and if one breaks it's not a big deal 
Well, that was my original plan, <laughs> and I just forgot to order one before I went up there this past time. Matter of fact, I was kicking myself. I told them, dang it, I was going to order another one, and I just didn't before I left. So, yes, uh, that is my plan, ultimately. And these are great <laughs> mugs because they're 15-ounce mugs. So yeah. They can hold a lot. And if, if you add in cream, which I don't, but if you add in cream, it can hold the cream. It's just a ceramic mug, so it's not like a Yeti, like a Blue Yeti. It's not a, a Blue Yeti. It's just a ceramic mug. This has been Coffee Talk with Stargate Pioneer. <laughs> we also had over on Twitter from at why do read this. No, at why do we read this say today only on SoundCloud at the moment, but submitted to Stitcher and Apple and pending approval. What was this about? This was a reply to when did you publish your first episode? And we have another feedback from that later. But this was great because this was a new podcast. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is like. So I went to their link that they shared on their Twitter account. Again, that's at why do we read this? It's actually two professors in a New York university, I forget which one, that are doing book reviews from their academic standpoint. And it's it's these two women are hilarious uh, and not like funny, but I mean, it's great hearing this sort of like serious, it's, it's like better podcasting for books. It's great. And you can go, uh, go ahead and listen to that. And it was great hearing from them in this. And it was just a pleasant surprise that I got along the way here. We also had a response on Twitter from at noob craftery T and his name is BD Smith. He's been talking to us back and forth. He's starting a podcast and he says gearing up and he showed all of the great stuff that he was gearing up to in a picture, like an RE320, uh, Scarlet 2i2, I believe that is, just a bunch of stuff. So really excited about him starting a podcast. We also had another person that just recently started a podcast, although not in North America. Yeah, this was at Greg Botha, and he said, you're assuming everyone lives in the Northern Hemisphere. This again is in response to that same tweet that we put out with a poll on when did you start your first podcast? And I said, yeah, Greg, we got it. We talked about it in the last episode. Thank you very much. And by the way, what is your podcast? And he said, it's better photos for fun. And the podcast is still in its infancy. Episode two recording is done and being edited this week. So we had two new podcasters reach out to us this week. Thank you very much. And I want to just take a moment here and say you should encourage other people to podcast. There's been a lot of chatter in the podcast communities in the recent while. And I'll say it. I, I see some podcasters that sort of have a little bit of an entitled nature, sort of a back in my day sort of mindset. And I think that it's really important that we all encourage people to start podcasting if they're interested. As long as they have realistic expectations, they're not expecting to get rich quick. We've actually had full episodes about this. If you want to find that, let us know. We'll definitely make sure to link them to you. But I think it's important that we encourage everybody. And that's what I see a lot with the better podcasting community. So I want to say, if you're listening to the show, pat yourself on the back, because a lot of you do that and encourage other people to podcast. And so... If you're seeing some of that discouragement out there, if it's unfounded, hop onto that thread wherever you are and encourage that podcaster to go as long as you're setting them up with realistic expectations because podcasting can be a lot of fun. Trust us, it can be a ton of fun. There are many reasons to podcast. We podcast for fun and for the community's sake and to share 
our information with other people and other people have the same sort of stuff. And I want to hear those podcasts. There have been so many podcasts that I've found that I'm like, wow, this is really neat to listen to subscribe. And of course, there's only so many podcasts I can listen to in a week, but I have found new favorites by doing that sort of stuff. And I look forward to more entertaining podcasts and and more informative podcasts in the future. It's all great. So if you got something you want to say to us about podcasting, get in touch with us through any of the ways. You can go to betterpodcasting.com or head on over to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord or shoot us an email to podcast at betterpodcasting.com. And by the way, we're part of the Gunna Geek Network. If you want to check that out, it's at gunnageek.com. We would love to see you check out some of those awesome geeky shows over there. Some of them do center around television shows and TV is about to fire back up soon. So make sure you check out Stargate Pioneers Bachelor Podcast coming back soon. Oh. No, no, it's not going to happen. I, You know what? I even uh, asked the daughter and the wife if they wanted to start one. And they're like, no, we just want to watch the show. I'm like, fine, watch the show. Have fun. Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, whatever. I am not watching those. On that note, for episode 197 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying there's no right way to podcast. There are good ways. Oh, wait, there is a right way, and SP's talking about it in his book, coming soon. And I'm SP saying I'm looking forward to listening to Stephen's paint drying podcast again. See you all next week. There's no book coming. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, Please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.